welcome back, humor consumers, to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm comedian Tracy DeGraff. And I'm Catherine, co-host and bestie. Welcome to the pod lab, Catherine. I'm glad to be here with yeah. a cup of coffee. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's our favorite time of day to record. It's I kind, like it it's better. It's kind of first thing in the morning, even though it's 1020. Yeah. But, but it's close. <laughs> it's, well, it's nice to be able to have a little bit of wiggle room in the in the early morning. It yeah. takes me longer to really get going lately. It is. And it's nice that we've caught up a little bit with our podcast creation. I'm so glad. I, I In fact, I want, just want to keep going and just get more ahead. Our, yeah, definitely. Yes. I know that our fans and followers and listeners have not really missed a beat because we <laughs> have slid into home base a couple times. Oh my gosh. If only they knew. <laughs> Um, but we're we're just doing our best. That's all I can say. Yeah. I, I did have I shared this with you yesterday, but I'll share it with our listeners. We had somebody reach out to us that oh, yeah. that is like a marketing person for some sort of author. Yeah, they didn't address themselves that way, but we could tell. Yeah. And and she was, you know, sweet and scripted and all of that. But she wanted to know if we would have this expert as a guest on our podcast and I, I actually responded to her today because oh, I got a, I got a third email from her so so I just said well thanks so much for thinking of us and I'm glad that you're listening to the podcast because she said she was inspired by it every day but <laughs> but I said <laughs> I said Catherine and I don't have guests we're just two best friends trying to put one foot in front of the other I said and the truth is we don't know how to have guests so thanks but no thanks yeah and the the whole subject matter was a little advanced for us we don't really get right. into that depth that she was describing right she she had an expert who wrote some sort of book on some i don't know numbers were involved so, yeah science and um yeah that's not religion us. yeah <laughs> i mean religion yes but science no right anyway uh so that's a lot of fun well today friends if you're joining us for the first time like i said we're besties and we just do this podcast every week we come up with a topic and today's topic is cults yeah so stay tuned scary yeah, very scary. Before I go into the outline, though, I do want to share our sponsors. I want to thank our sponsors yeah. and share the opportunity for you listeners to come aboard and join these sponsors as humor contributors. You Cross can, yeah, crossover mm -hmm. from consumer to contributor. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have about 14 individuals who mo they all know us personally. So they're like our husbands and our friends and our <laughs> church peeps. <laughs> So far, we haven't had, I don't think we've had one person that we don't know personally. I don't think so. When so that, if you're one of those people, yes, come on us. <laughs> Do you know how excited we would be? A stranger. If, that, if, if that's anything to you, like just make us excited. Right. You won't get anything else out of it. <laughs> You'll get the thrill of knowing that you've given us a thrill. Well, I want to say thank you by name to Katie, yeah. Colleen, Ursula, Nancy, Catherine's name is on here, but it's Kenny. It's her husband, mm -hmm. but it's on your card. I don't know if you knew that, but oh yeah, I know. Okay, it comes up as Catherine. So thanks, Catherine. Well, I'm the one that did <laughs> you the set it up. up. <laughs> uh, Karen, Janine, uh, Muffin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my husband is Muffin. Darlene, Courtney, Joan. I think that's it. That's on here. And then we also have a few Gail. people offline that they don't want to do the Patreon. And if that's you, just contact us and then you can give us um, just a regular old fashioned check. So we have Gail, Linda and Carla yeah. are also who we know personally. So thank you right. to our friends, <laughs> our true friends. <laughs> 
Righto. All right. Well, let's go with cult. Yeah. We're talking about cults and a few takeaways that you'll get out of listening to us talk for however long we're going to talk. We're going to talk about the definition of a cult. What what makes something a cult as opposed to not being a cult? Mm -hmm. What is the draw or the magnetic pull Mm -hmm. that, you know, kind of hooks people in? And then what keeps them in? You know, that's, those are big questions to me. Like, what, what pulls them in and then what keeps them in? And then finally, um, what is the psyche b- behind cult leaders? Yeah. What kind of person does it take? Hmm. Cuckoo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and as always, we have some spiritual inspiration from the Bible. So we're going to share with you a scripture verse that I think will encourage you. And we also have a call to action. So stay tuned. All right, Catherine, what say you about cults? Well, a cult is a, a group or a tribe with a belief system that is not part of a larger or more accepted belief uh, or organization and is regarded by most people as extreme or dangerous. They are usually headed by a powerful leader who isolates members from the rest of society um, and the leader exerts power over others. And, and also, Cults can be built around any belief system. It doesn't necessarily have to be a religion. Um, You'll look like when I was doing the research, there were some um, psychiatrists or psychologists, whatever, that um, they said that it's usually like a, a religious type group, but it's that's not necessarily the case. It's but it's definitely a group of people that are typically isolated. Typically, there's a self-appointed leader, um, and the leader is typically very much in control and wants others to conform to, usually it's a man, to his idea of what he wants his followers to believe and be like. You know, it goes through my mind when you talk about all that, right? Mm-hmm. Religion, not while not all of them are religion and they don't have to have a religious spin on them, mm-hmm. when they do say that they're a religion, they then become all of a sudden endowed with rights in the yeah. American culture, in the American government. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a right to establish a religion and so forth. And it was L. Ron Hubbard, mm-hmm. who was the founder and creator of Scientology, yep. who said, if I'm going to start a cult, it's going to be a religion because that way, benefits. that way you're, you know, you, you have some, let's say, leniency. Yeah. And, and tax they, write-offs. I was just going to say, if right. Yeah. And in yeah. his case, have you ever seen a picture of him? Oh, gosh, long time ago. I don't recall, but... You, do you remember the guy from the Goonies, the, the monster guy? <laughs> Somewhat. <laughs> Looks like him. Oh, really? Well, well funny mind. you say that. Yes. Because I was thinking that the leader of um oh the, what, Heaven's Gate... Oh, with the big bug eyes? Now, he reminds me of the guy from Twin Peaks. Did you ever see that? No, the, oh. I've never seen that. Well, he's, I'm sure listeners who are listening will be able to be like, oh, yeah. He does look like that. Tracy's getting I'm hot. I'm hot. I have to take off my scarf, <coughs> which is hiding my, my rolls of fat. Oh, I forgot we were on camera. <laughs> oh, I got the video going. But I am hot. Are you hot? Mm-hmm. Uh, it is warm in here. I don't know why. Maybe I'm going to check the, the window. Hold on a second. Oh, you're going to go. Okay, so second. Tracy's going to go. And she'll be right back. <clears throat> okay, well, we're okay. Okay. All right. 
come back. Hold on. Here I she just, is. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that Ron didn't turn the heat on. Because hmm. he had the heat going, and our house has heat in the ceiling. It's not going to adjust by the heat in the room. It's old-fashioned heat. Yeah, it's radiant heat, isn't it? Yeah, and so anyway, I was cooking in here yesterday, <laughs> and I'm like, why is it so hot? It's not even that hot outside. Well, it was because Ron turned the heat on. I know. When I walked into your house yesterday, Ooh. I was like, whoa. I know. All right, well, okay. let's move on. Okay, yes. so we've defined a cult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now what? What draws people in? Well, besides the fact that some are born into it, which we talked about one of those uh, with Rulon Jeffs, you yes. know, those, uh, unfortunately, some people are born into it. What's her name from Scientology? Leah Remini. Yeah, she was, was she born into it She or was raised? not born into it, or but raised. Leah's mom got into it when Leah was just a child. Yeah. And so she was raised in it. Yeah. If you, by the way, if you just want something to dive into mm. as a distraction, <laughs> I personally I love Leah Remini I love her yeah I love King of Queens I love her and everything about her in terms of like you know I think she's funny but if you want to watch the documentary that she put together on Mm. Scientology it's really good I've only seen bits and pieces I've not seen the whole thing but it's a nice binge especially for um, like if you just I don't know if you have a weekend or something where you just want to lose yourself into and be grateful that you you're, that's not you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can watch this. And it's heartbreaking. I mean, you hear real stories of people's lives who were upended. Yeah. They were upended because that group, they call themselves a religion. I'm sorry. I'm going to I'm going to rant for a minute on Scientology. Digress. Okay. Mm-hmm. A little digress. They upend your life. If you try to leave that group Mm -hmm. and if you say one negative thing about them, you are the devil to them. Yeah. So as you said, if you were in a particular group and you ask questions and those questions aren't allowed or you have doubts, you may be in a cult. (laughs) Yeah. Run as fast as you can. Yeah. Uh, Hold on. I'm looking up. Because I can't, I could not remain, uh, remember the name. Oh, it's called Scientology and the Aftermath. Okay. And she does an amazing job of interviewing these people. Now, she's been in their shoes. Like, she has, mm-hmm. she's lived it for 30 plus years or whatever it was that before she left. And her buy-in to their story is not fake. I mean, it's real. Mm-hmm. And then she has this other guy with her who's sort of like her co-host, Mike Rinder, who also left the group. Anyway, you just watch it. You listen to these stories. It brought tears to my eyes. Yeah. To see families torn apart Mm -hmm. by this powerful group. And they're powerful. Why? Because they have a bunch of money. Right. And they have superstars and people um, and and they know that superstars have you know, followers and people who value yeah. their opinions and things like that. So that's going to bring them more power when they've got people who have a powerful following. They have clout. Yeah. Okay. Rant okay. Over. So what's the draw? Well, sometimes they don't know they're joining a cult. They're looking for a great all the time. They don't know. They don't know it's a cult. They don't lead with this is a cult. We believe in aliens or we're vampires or, you know, they don't lead with. Yeah, that. you could say that. Right. No, they lead with the promise of your life is going to be better. You're going to be better. You're going to have greater success. And a lot of times because the, the big question that hangs over most people's head is how is it 
that highly successful, intelligent, educated people fall into this, right? And I hate to say it, but those are the ones you think most like, how, how could they be um, drawn to that and susceptible? Well, a lot of times, you know, nobody's perfect. So a lot of them have um, vulnerabilities already, even though they're successful, they're educated. A lot of times they're highly motivated people um, and they want greater personal development and success. And some of these organizations promise things like that. It's almost like a, and, and in some cases, it's like a pyramid thing where you're promised to, um, you know, be on top. And some of these people have a personality trait that uh, is called as um, highly suggestible. Those people are the same people that are most likely to be able to be hypnotized because not everybody, uh, it doesn't work for everybody, the hypnotism thing. Um, I think I already said some of, the, you know, a lot of people have, a, uh, of these people have a strong desire for personal development. Um, some have deep dissatisfaction even though they're successful with where they are. They'll have unresolved insecurities um, and acceptance and belonging to a group or a tribe. We're, kind, we're all wired to be social people, but some people are looking for like some higher fit in, you know, to fit in. Um, and I guess what I'm saying is, and what we're, we're learning from these documentaries and the stuff we're reading, is um, like a draw to a higher calling, more success, more promises, and, and things such as that. Okay, I look at it like this. I look at it like the frog who's in the pot. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. They, yeah. they don't say, come on, froggy, get in this pot, and we're going to eat you. Right. They'll start out with like this good purpose or you know something like that so going back to scientology <laughs> sorry but this is what they did yeah and this is what they still do to this day mm. they offer these self-help classes yeah and they might call them something like um be a better you 101 or whatever and mm -hmm. you pay a fee and you take this class or maybe their introductory classes is, is just nominal or free or whatever but they hook you in by giving you this um idea that you're going to become better right, than you exactly. currently are. It's personal development. Or more than that, more than personal development. So maybe it starts like that. But mm -hmm. then pretty soon, it's not about you, but it's about others. And they're they're transforming their vision or their belief or their whatever yeah. into you to say, okay, now it's no longer about you, but it's about this planet. And that's the whole Scientology shtick is that you're saving the planet. You're yeah. getting rid of these thetans. They're little like zombie, like little aliens oh, right, that are right. attached mm -hmm. to you. Like you could have hundreds of thousands of them attached to you. And there's only one way to get rid of them. And it's with these stupid cans that you hang on to and you yeah. confess all your sins and it's all recorded. And then they hold that over your head and then right. you can't leave because <laughs> if you leave, <laughs> they're going to put your dirty laundry on the line. Right. They'll have like this. Yeah. There was. How about that Lori Valio? Or, um, oh, the, the nutbag that killed her two kids? Yeah. Now, people who knew her before she became in, we could call this that, that cult, but she had, I don't know, four different husbands. And the last one, um, he had her believing it was a certain sect of um, Latter-day 
saints the mormons yeah it was a sect of that and it was an extreme radical one okay and they believed that certain people like even her own children were evil and they were like evil martians or something you know crazy like that and that they had to get rid of them so the yeah these people fall into these beliefs and they do believe it and that's why we call it brainwashed because they're they're you know isolated in many cases and her all na- the stuff yeah, and by the way she came from idaho her name is Lori vallow v-a-l-l-o-w daybell is her yeah, last it. name now yeah if you want to look it up she's gorgeous yeah i know a beautiful woman they say too like her friends said she was great mother and good with the kids and they just couldn't believe that how much she had changed but it just, it goes to show the power of uh, cults and the power of leadership. Mind control mm-hmm. is real. Mm-hmm. And I really think it's dangerous for any of us to say it couldn't happen to me. I really do. I think it's dangerous to say that. Mm-hmm. Because I'll bet you a lot of people out there who it did happen to thought that too. Yeah. But they came under the power of the charisma or whatever it was. Or by any means necessary is also another little tactic. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're going to do this, but guess what? You know, the the ends justify the means. Right. Like right, this right, is going right. to be unpleasant killing your children, Lori. It's going to be unpleasant for now. Mm-hmm. But in the end, they're going to be in paradise and you're going to be in paradise or whatever. I don't know what they told her. Yeah. Like that uh, cult leader down in Brazil. It turns out the mayor and the, um, I don't know, like this matriarch woman, and I forgot her name. And it right Was it, down, it the Hell's Gate cult or whatever? Was that the, that one? No. Well, I don't think so. But anyway, that was getting, okay, so getting to do something to yourself is one thing, but getting people to kill others is another. And they were killing children. Any children or maybe just boys i can't remember born after 1981 that i know for sure she said they were all evil but she got away with it because she was um you know she had this matronly matronly look and demeanor and she's very unsuspecting person in society so it's you know it's almost like these people are under a spell in a lot of ways yeah it's it's extremely sad that children fall into the hands of these adults that are so um, filled with whatever they're filled with is wrong. It's not right. It's the wrong way to think. It's the wrong way to behave. It's the wrong way to try to control and manipulate your whole environment. Yeah. They're, they're actually, in my opinion, they're playing God. These cult leaders, yeah. they have, they've got to have a God-like complex or whatever that, that thing is called. Yep. I did find that too, but it doesn't take research to right. figure it's that out. Sense. Yeah. Like they <laughs> want to have all the power. Why? Well, they're either drunk on power, like I love I like this power, or there's money and sex involved. You know, those two things. Yeah. And we'll get to that too, the psyche behind cult leaders. We're kind of going into that now, but Sorry. So, what keeps them? What yeah, keeps what these keeps people? Well, they become dependent and, and they even have, a lot of them have like this sense of obligation to the leader at some certain point. The leaders are so charismatic because usually they're narcissists, you know, and they are, they've already been manipulated. 
um, usually by fear or promise, like we said before, to promote. They're cut off from society. Um, they are under, like I said, the spell of a charismatic leader of some sort. So you can certainly understand how hard it is to get out once you are especially being isolated yeah especially under those circumstances and after seeing a lot of documentaries and things of people who once were in a cult Mm -hmm. and they the brain is such a mysterious thing when you are constantly being fed a certain idea or belief it becomes ingrained and you know people have also this thing called i had to look it up um cognitive dissonance i wasn't really sure what that was i mean i I had a good idea and their thinking is not consistent it's almost like it doesn't matter what they once believed anymore because uh because of the brainwashing yeah so well, they do but, things that they wouldn't normally do. Exactly. Just like that Lori, like you said, mm-hmm. that a bunch of her friends were like, this is so out of character for her. She would have never done this. She was a good mother. Well, a good yeah. mother doesn't kill her kids. Yeah. She just right. doesn't. Right. Well, that's a that's a long journey from I'm a good mother to now you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. That's sad. You yeah. know, um, that cognitive dissonance, the brainwashing, mind control, all of it, just have to really kind of be aware that these things are out there and red flags. I, I mean, I think that God gives us kind of in the back of your mind. Well, right? we talked about that before. Yeah. yeah. Like you get these little it's red caution. flags like, huh, that doesn't seem right. Yeah. And it's easier to say that from the outside, especially sitting in the position of watching a documentary where, you know, it's easy to to spot it then. Like that one. um, So that leader, what was his name? Um, James Ray, who wrote The Secret. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that he was like cult like leader. I didn't either. And so we see this interview with this gal that went into this. um, They were in the desert and they were at this little camp I think it was part of their property yeah yeah. and they're in this tent sauna thing and it gets up to about 200 degrees and he keeps telling them they're they're fine they had been fasting for I think 36 hours or something Mm -hmm. crazy and um, one person does die but all that to say that these people were suffering highly but they and this gal was a successful girl as well who's doing this interview and she, wa- again, it was one of those cases where she wanted um, more success and a better version of her. Yeah, it was called and a sweat lodge. Yes, yeah, sweat lodge. That and was actually it. three people Oops. died. Oh, was it three? Two people died right away. Oh, And right. then a third person was taken to the hospital critically ill and passed away, you know, in, mm. the, in the end. And they basically cooked. I mean, yeah. and the, the people stayed there. They weren't like... They didn't have guns to their head or anything like that, but they paid for this experience Mm -hmm. and it was supposed to give them some sort of enlightenment. Mm -hmm. So the payoff was you suffer through this, but in the end, you're going to be enlightened. You're going to get rid of whatever garbage or toxins or whatever, you know, BS they tell you that they're going to get rid of. Yeah. And you mentioned that there wasn't a gun held to them, but that's, that's just it. That's the power of exactly a leader. Like some of these leaders, well, by the way, the 7% of our society 
have sociopath um narcissistic Ten- tendencies. type tendencies Ugh, that's scary. yeah that's a that's, that's a, big a lot amount. of people yeah. yeah yeah i actually wrote down that okay so i i when i was doing the research i didn't know what enfj was mm-hmm. and i found out it's a personality type from the um, myers-briggs okay personality test three percent of the population have this they're extroverted and this is what cult leaders they have these traits uh, extroverted, intuitive, feeling, judging, and they're usually the protagonist, the giver, the teacher. Also, there was another one, ENFP, and that's the same as above, but the P is perception. And they're enthusiastic, charismatic, charming, energetic, independent, and creative. And then there was one more. And then it listed, like, which one of the cult leaders are which. And mm-hmm. it had, like, Charles Manson and, you know, a lot of these... Um, but I couldn't find that website again, so you'll have to look it up if you're interested. But anyway, INFJ is introverted, and so they're rare, and they are more like an advocate, <clears throat> idealist, compassionate, of all things, idealistic, likely to form close bonds with people, and generally have high expectations and could be perfectionistic, and um, they're very challenging to satisfy. It's so you know what in a nutshell they're nuts. Well, <laughs> that's it, Catherine. Yeah, so we're they're going nuts. In, we're going into what's the psyche behind these cult leaders. Yeah. Well, a, a lot of them they can't deal with who they really are, so they turn themselves into these kind of like authoritative uh, leaders. And I thought about how Charles Manson was always frustrated that he wasn't accepted, like by the Beach Boys. Yeah. And um, he just, so he was a frustrated person who had to have control and um, who was, you know, psychosis, psychotic, I guess, and narcissist. Um, they have a strong need for power and control um, and a strong need for people to conform to whatever belief they have and idea they have of how they should be. And so that's, that's the psyche. I couldn't find a real lot other than what I just went over with these initials and personality traits. Yeah. But um, because it was everything that I found was more about um, cult organizations and the people that follow them. Mm-hmm. But I just, I, in terms of the leaders, it was more the traits. Keith Raniere. Yeah. He yeah. uh, started Nexium, yeah, which is basically like a sex cult. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, and successful people join this. You know, <laughs> charisma is powerful. When when a person has charisma, you're able to connect. Yeah, relatively easily. Oh, I'm hot. See, Oof. It's coming off, friends. Here we go. It's gonna be a different kind of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> charisma can. Um, it's, it's attractive. Yeah, right. Totally. So you're attracted to somebody who has charisma. Mm -hmm. And then if that charisma, then you go to the next thing and they go, okay, well now you're attracted to my voice or my mission or, or whatever my Mm -hmm. mission. Now we're going to do thus and so. Yeah. So these women, gorgeous, successful, educated, and wealthy Mm -hmm. that joined this Nexium because they had to pay, they had to pay money. Yeah to do whatever it was that he had them do. And yeah. in the end, he branded them. He I know. branded them. Gosh. Like yeah. a cow gets branded. Right. 
Yeah, and that's he, right. He branded them with his initials yeah. n- near their hoo-ha. Yeah, you know when we were watching the documentary and I said, oh, this is familiar. And you said, yeah, I had told you about it. I realized later that I saw it on one of those like 2020s or something like that too. And um, yeah, that was shocking then. It's shocking now. It's hard to believe. And they, in this documentary that we watched, um, they had that Marine, ex-Marine who was... um, you know, just looking for more personal development. And he he got in and got out of it. He saw the red flags and was able to leave. But it's amazing that there's there were a lot of um, actresses in this particular group. Same thing as Scientology. They go after the celebrities. They want the influencers. Yeah. Okay, and so that wasn't it that guy, the Marine or what'd you say he was? Wasn't he? He was a Marine. Okay. Wasn't it him who who told about the volleyball? They would play yes, volleyball. Yes, yes, it was. Okay, yep. so they would have these volleyball games, mm-hmm. but when the game was done, yeah. all the women had to line up and kiss this Keith Raniere on the lips Yes, as they left the court. Now, and that was kind of a red flag to him. He's like, huh, mm-hmm. that's weird. Right. It's and not why like a wasn't high five. It, it's why? not like a fist bump. Yeah, and you wonder, why wasn't it a red flag for the others? Like and for the it, women that were doing it? Well, not only them, but onlookers too. Especially the onlookers. The women, I, I don't, don't know. I, I can almost get it. But the onlookers, like him, like, hmm, that's odd. But when you think about the power they have, how about with the Heaven's Gate, I think it was? Eight that's what, men. That's what it is. Eight. Yeah, that's not the one in Brazil. But yeah. that's the goofy-eyed one. Right, right, right. Eight <laughs> men were castrated. I yeah. can't remember if they castrated yeah. themselves, oh, but either way, right? castrated, how he got people to do that. And by the way, their belief was like the alien spaceship was going to take you up to heaven. Yeah. And didn't, is he the one that they all committed suicide on the beds and they yes. had the purple cloth over their veil faces or whatever it was? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So that was a mass suicide one. And so was, well, you know, we all call it the Kool-Aid. And in the documentary, they said the powdered juice drink. Right. And it had cyanide in it. But then they were shot, too. But that didn't happen on American soil. That was over um, Guinea? Guinea? Ghana? 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 Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It, that was the James Jones situation. Yes, right. And that yeah. guy that guy left the United States because... because He He, wanted to do what he wanted to do. And when a Congress delegation came from California, guess what? Yeah, the senator. He killed him. Yeah, when he, yeah, because the senator and the people were on to him. Yeah. And so, yeah, he killed him and left the country and got all those people, I think it was 900 something, (gasps) to leave with him. That's how brainwashed they were. Let's call it what it is brainwashed. It, It is. It is. Yeah. And that, that particular one, too, started out as a nicey-nicey thing. You know, the, the um, beginnings were, I don't want to say humble beginnings, but oh, it's this great cause. And it evolved into this really wacko yeah, thing. Yeah, for sure. I'm sorry that it took that to put an end to it. And yeah. hopefully there is an end to it. Who knows? I mean, there could be a lot of these groups that are flying under the radar. And as you and I were talking before we started recording about nowadays, we have this little thing, this little computer, mm-hmm. right? And so now, as unlike ever before, before this technology of connecting the world, yeah, these types of groups 
can create all kinds of things on the dark web or wherever they go right. online. Right. I was reading that there's always reason to join a cult, like um, the pandemic um, and a sense of like, the, you know, our country and our world is a little bit off kilter, you could say. And yeah. people are running to like a higher uh, purpose or meaning or belonging and uh, it, you know it's just a sad reality of the world we live in that, it is yeah right what are you looking up i'm looking up that politician his name was leo ryan oh he was uh, a member of the democratic party and he served as the u.s representative from california's 11th congressional district so he was not a senator. He was a oh, okay. he was in the House of Representatives. And it just floors me that a United States congressman yeah. could be killed with his delegation. There were yeah. four people killed. Unbelievable. And and then after that, because this guy was afraid that they were gonna, you know, like it was all over anyway. Mm-hmm. And then all these people were dead. And yeah. that that just makes me sad. So I'm very sorry that he lost his life as a result of that. Yeah. Well, and all those others as well that ended up dying in Guinea, Guinea, Guinea whatever the country the was. The children. All, yeah. I mean, little kids. Oh, yeah, because they were families. Yeah. Yeah. And they showed the pictures of them, like, all huddled together, face down, like, hugging each other and stuff. Mm-hmm. Super uh, sad. And what's scary, too, is even though the leader of the uh, Heaven's Gate, mm-hmm. he's in jail. I don't know if he's still alive or not. Mm-hmm. But what's scary is that organization, that cult belief, is still operating today that was in 1999 i believe um that you know that guy was arrested and it, uh, it was all uncovered and and those people committed suicide yes yeah, and it's sad. still going on today that's how deeply rooted um certain beliefs can be yeah sad to see yeah all right what else Boo. we got there well that's it on our outline and the psyche behind the cult leaders, we kind of covered all that. Yeah. They're nut jobs, friends. They're just, there's really, is there hope? There's always hope. Yeah. But you're not going to fix it. So run away. Well, and pray just, for them. <laughs> also, just like the guy, the Marine, the ex-Marine that left that Nixium. Yeah. Um, he said, if you come across an ex-member, have sympathy. They're not dumb people no they are people you know most likely kind of like him who was highly motivated really a smart guy and um but they fell in you know they got into this and then um like we explained earlier once they're in and you're under the the powerful influence of a narcissist you know it's hard to get out you know and fear is a powerful tool that they use like they'll they'll just program you to think that you can't survive without them right and in scientology what they did especially with the young ones they they withheld education from them when one was raised in scientology you did not get a formal education oh i didn't know that yeah they they basically quote unquote homeschooled Mm. and they didn't really teach you you know you were basically a child slave in in a big way like you clean toilets and you served other members and things like that well remember the story of rulon jeffs and warren jeffs and how first it was the dad rulon and then it was warren the son yeah and he so they were taught they did have education but then when warren took over he like uh, banned certain books out of the library you know books that would actually 
um, educate people about the outside world. Yeah. And it became, you know, just um, under his control of what they what kind of education they had. Yeah. And the people of that group, by the way, if you're interested in that, we did do a podcast on yeah. <laughs> on those nut jobs, too. <laughs> and Warren was I mean, uh, what was the dad's name? Luhan or Luan or whatever his name was. Ruhan. Ruhan. Okay. No, Rulon. Rulon. Rulon was nuts. Mm-hmm. But Warren was nuts what? squared. Not sir. <laughs> He was nuts, sir. He was nuts, sir. <laughs> and the people who were under the control of Rulon, they thought that was doable. Like, I can live here. Yeah. I can do this. Life yeah. is okay. But then nuts, sir, came along and right. he said, no more colors or, you know, no, you're oh going to wear your hair like this. And your his whatever. building had, oh, yeah. Keep, what do we call Oh, It was called Keep Sweet. Um, pray and pray and obey pray and obey that's it mm-hmm. all right well are we ready for our inspiration yes we i am ready <laughs> that <laughs> right. was heavy it was <laughs> second peter chapter 2 verse 1 says this but there are also false prophets among you just as there will be false teachers among you they will secretly introduce destructive heresies even denying the sovereign lord who brought them bringing swift destruction on themselves. Hmm. Yeah. So just kind of keep your head on a swivel. Keep your head. Beware. <laughs> That's a call to action. Beware. <laughs> yeah. The call to action is definitely just beware and question. I mean, oh, all of us, even like question. Catherine and I are Christians. And, you know, if I have questions, I just ask them. Yeah. I wonder. Okay, why are we doing this or why are we doing that? And ask questions. And if you get your questions shot down, mm, red, flag. red flag. Questions are good, folks. I think sometimes that's why it took me, like I wasn't, when I became a Christian, I didn't have that aha moment. Mm-hmm. I think part of it was just years and years of um, like my mom always saying, They'll brainwash you, you know, and constantly talking about brainwashed people, which I think made me um, just really suspicious or overly sensitive to being brainwashed, I think. I don't know. Well, good, good thing that here we are. Yeah. We didn't get carried away, Mm. you know, by the Moonies or whatever. (laughs) All right. All right. You've been listening to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm still comedian Tracy DeGraff. I'm still Catherine. See you next time.